Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray, and I'm your host. Tonight, it's just me, and I'm coming at you on the eve of Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday is a global network, um, a year-round kind of mission, if you will, or movement that unleashes the power of radical generosity. Radical generosity is defined as the concept that the suffering of others should be as intolerable to us as our own suffering. Giving Tuesday is about giving back to the things you're most passionate about. If you're listening to our podcast right now, that means you've already listened before, most likely, and you have a vested interest in learning and helping female footballers or girls who play soccer and you care about the mental side of the sport. So you already have this vested interest and most likely it's a passion of yours as well. I'm coming at you tonight uh, on this eve of Giving Tuesday to kind of discuss our journey thus far and the direction that we're heading. Um, I started this organization eight years ago. Um, I watched my daughter at one years old play soccer in the front yard and I was um, immediately taken back to my own career playing at UC Berkeley. And I kept thinking about my youth time um, playing, you know, an ODP all the way up from district team to the national team pool at U18. And when I thought about my journey, I kept thinking about how hard it felt and looking back and still loving the sport, but wishing that I would have been stronger and more confident. And all of the skills that I did learn from sport um, and, and the women that I surrounded myself with and how empowered I felt being a part of that type of group. Um, the camaraderie is what I kept coming back to that I loved the most about playing. And when I was looking at my daughter playing soccer in that front yard, I started to think what would her journey be like if she chose to play soccer? And what type of system will she play in? And what supports will be around her so that she is stronger and more confident than I was going through her soccer journey. And so I started to write for four days I wrote and I pulled it out and I had my husband who's an entrepreneur read it. And he was like, this, this is a great organization. This is an opportunity to make something out of this. And he inspired me to take a leap of faith and try something I've never tried and go outside of my comfort zone and um, build a business. And it was really struggle. It was a struggle at first because um, I'm not a business person. I'm a creative type. I'm not. Um, I'm not the type that wanted to profit off of um, other people's struggles by any means. Um, I was just so mission driven in wanting to empower these female athletes, and um, not just because I was a player that struggled, but also. As an educator, which at the time I was a teacher, I would come home from work and realize that the aspects of my day job in teaching, I was so just invested in these children's social and emotional well-being. And that was an avenue in helping kids that I not only was um, passionate about, but it was also an area I felt really good at. Um, as a psych and sociology and childhood development major at UC Berkeley, I've always wanted to help youth and, and female footballers has been a way of really honing in on the exact angles and areas that I feel I can make the most impact. 
So I spent eight years or so this past eight years really building an organization that I have to say today I'm very proud of. We started off with clinics that grew. We had some bumps along the road with, you know, me having a third kid and the pandemic. But um, in 2022, we've really come a long way. Uh, we still offer in-person clinics. And just this year, we have created and honed in on our bread and butter of our organization, which are three of our main programs. Our first program is an individual mentorship program we offer in the summer and in the winter. Each one of these programs is where an individual player enters into a Google Classroom setting. It's asynchronous virtual learning based on different mental skills content that we've created, such as a module on confidence, a module on self-awareness, so on and so forth. And each week that individual player gets to zoom in with a pro or former pro or a collegiate player who's also female who's been in her shoes. They get to discuss the curriculum and content as well as just their experiences and what's going on in life. It's incredibly powerful to hear the stories of these young mentees and to watch these mentors work with these girls and really empower them. Our second program, is our team and club sessions. We run these year round. Many of them are virtual so that we can work with teams and clubs all over the country. But being based in the Bay Area, we also offer in-person sessions. These sessions are uh, provided on a 12 session menu. We provide clubs with 12 sessions options. They can choose one if they wanna try it. They can choose a couple or they can opt in for all 12 of them and make it a year long long-term commitment. And each session is designed for the age and the, the gender of the group. We do work with boys, um, but primarily we're working with female athletes ages 10 and up. Um, all of these menu sessions are also able to be catered and kind of tweaked to work with coaches and to work for parents. So that's what's kind of unique when we create a confidence module, that module is used in our individual mentorship program. And then we've tweaked it to work with teams and clubs. And then we can also tweak it to work with coaches um, and helping them teach confidence throughout their training sessions. And then we also can tweak it to help parents in how to support their daughter um, in gaining more confidence. So it's a really kind of thematic holistic look and um, it really includes a lot of social and emotional learning, as well as, um, you know, different skill sets that are used every day, such as executive functioning skills that are needed in all of our players. And all of these skill sets are just, for some reason, expected out of our players. And they're not always getting deliberate and consistent practice at these. Um, and so this program is really important. That is our program where we do charge. Um, and then we also have our free college community program. That's our newest program. It's still a work in progress. We have monthly meetings for free for college female soccer players um, from division one all the way to NAIA. We are trying to kind of create a student athlete advisory committee type of program across the country where girls can share resources, and, and, you know, and just discuss their shared experiences. Um, 
these aren't recorded for privacy issues, um, but we encourage women who play college soccer to join our Slack and create a conversation around the topics that we address. Um, and again, this is free. So these three programs are, are, are kind of our newest and um, most sought after programs. As a new nonprofit, we became a nonprofit in June. Um, we did so because we felt like, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, I'm not here to, to make a ton of money off of this type of stuff. I truly wanna give back, pay it forward and provide what I feel like I didn't have when I was a teenager. And every woman who's joined our staff, they say that same thing. They wish they had this type of program when they were a teenager. And so we're just mission-driven and trying to create purposeful work to help support these girls in an area where they are not supported right now. Um, when we look at the data and the research that kind of fuels our programs, it, it's directly correlated um, with the studies that have gone on. If, you know, in, in most recent months, the Sally Yates report um, has come back with um, a direct link to systemic abuse in youth soccer. And we've noted the correlation between the systemic issues that we see um, with the mental health crises that are going on in teenage girls who are playing soccer. And so all of our content curriculum is really geared towards helping curb these issues, um, normalize these issues, um, create a conversation around all of this that's going on so that we can bring it to light, um, begin to discuss it, and then lead towards trying to heal from it, and then really work on ways to fix the system so that um, you know we create more supports around mental skills and female athletes so that we don't have such high levels of mental health issues in our young female soccer players. So, like I mentioned, it's the eve of Giving Tuesday, and we are doing kind of a push for, for funding right now. And like I mentioned, this is not my, my cup of tea all the time, but I'll tell you why we're doing this. This funding would help all girls. Currently, we work with a lot of privileged youth, girls who are already in a pay-to-play system and who can afford the individual mental skills mentorship program, as well as working with teams who can afford to have our team and club sessions for their team or club. Um, that is not equitable. And a huge mission at Female Footballers is to be more equitable when it comes to providing mentorship and represent representation and visibility for female athletes. And in order to have that equity, we need to be able to work with girls of all means from all different backgrounds with many different circumstances. We need to be able to offer scholarships for individual mentorship program players. We need to be able to provide these skills sessions for clubs that are not pay to play or that cannot afford our services. Um, our goal is for every five sessions that we do with a paid club, we can provide a free one to uh, clubs that can't afford it. Um, we want to be able to bring in experts and different resources um, for our free college community program to really bring these college athletes together. You know, the Katie Meyer incident from this year has this tragedy has really 
brought to light the pressure that our collegiate athletes are under. And we want to provide as many resources outside of their programs as possible. If you're at a school like Stanford or Cal or you know, Santa Clara, you might have resources for mental health. You might have resources for sports psychologists, but some of these small schools and smaller programs, they don't. And we wanna be able to make it equitable for all college athletes to have resources for their mental health and mental skills training. So our Giving Tuesday kind of plea to you and ask is really, if you played soccer or not, if you have a vested interest in female athletes, if you have a vested interest in the mental health of teenage girls, if you can put yourself in the shoes of some of these players, whether you are a player, former player, whether you're a parent of a player, or maybe you used to work in a club or you still do, you're a coach or a director, if you are a grandparent of a player, all of your contributions can really help us make huge strides in helping more girls. Currently, we've helped over 800 players in 2022, and our goal for 2023 is to double that. We want to work with over 1,500 players by next year at this time. We want our services to be in areas where we can provide scholarships for players and free resources for college athletes and things like that. But we can't do that without your help. Part of our programming entails needing to um, provide stipend for, stipends for some of our mentors who are doing this on a volunteer basis, but many of them are athletes themselves. Many of them are working double, two jobs, three jobs, or they're still in school and they need you know, a little bit just to get through and, and help with their time. Um, if we want to retain mentors, we need to treat them appropriately. Um, and so some of your funding can go to helping retain and grow our mentorship base. All of this is um, super important in the growth of our organization going forward. So we just hope that listening to this podcast episode um, makes a difference in in maybe you know the direction of your Giving Tuesday funds today. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. We do have an um, EIN number if that helps you. We're happy to provide that on here. We suggest you go to our social or our website to get that, but just in case you're in the car and you're listening with your AirPods and you can't do that, um, our number is 88-2565258. Remember that we are a tax-exempt organization and your donation is tax-deductible within the guidelines of the U.S. Um, there are so many different ways that you can contribute. Really quickly, the first would just be our online donation option through DonorBox. It's on our website. You can donate a one-time donation. You can do a monthly do donation in a custom amount. Um, that would be your first option. Option two would be you can sponsor a program, which means your donation can spec specific, uh, specifically go to either our mentorship program or our college community program, which are our two largest areas of need. If you want to directly impact these programs, you can email me, Cassie at femalefootballers.org and um, provide your donation directly there. Or you can you know, specify in an email that your online donation would like to be put towards there. Um, and then our third option is 
um, a couple different unique ways to provide uh, fundraising for us, which the first one would be um, you can start a, a crowdfund or a GoFundMe campaign on behalf of female footballers. For example, if you want to do a run and raise money for us, that's greatly appreciated or host some sort of event and put your donations toward us, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, another option might be to host a watch party for the Final Four coming up or the World Cup final and all the donations that you gather through watch party can be donated to female footballers. Those are all just some small ways that we can provide funding for our girls in our programming. So we really just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode and for tuning in and supporting. I don't think you have any idea how much your support means. As somebody who's um, new to being an entrepreneur, um, new to kind of have to to kind of put myself out there in this way, it's been really um, a challenge and outside of my comfort zone. I could not do any of this female footballers stuff without my staff. Our staff is amazing. They are strong, independent, um, incredible mentors and workers, and they do so much behind the scenes to make female footballers successful. So shout out to all of our women on staff, including our CEO, Haley Lucas, and our content curriculum coordinator, Rachel Thomas, um, as well as all of our mentors and our interns. Um, but we really just hope that, um, you know, we can grow this, this organization and all the help that you can provide is, is necessary in doing so. If you can't, if you don't feel like you can give monetarily today, that's okay. As a really small business, we greatly appreciate sharing our information and our content, liking our social posts, um, commenting on social, uh, forwarding emails that we might send that might be interesting to you or thinking of somebody, um, reaching out to your network of people that might be interested in donating. All of these types of things are greatly, greatly appreciated. Word of mouth is huge. If you have a daughter who plays soccer, and uh, please look into our our programming, reach out to the director of coaching at your club and get us set up. That's a huge way that we've uh, made strides this year and it is greatly appreciated. So for those of you who have already shown us so much support, thank you so much. And um, we look forward to 2023 and growing this organization with all the funds that we can. And um, thank you so much. We will tune in next time. We have a lot of interesting podcasts coming up in the new year and um, I'm really excited about them. So Stay tuned for more and thank you so much. Bye-bye.